The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Ross, we're brought to you by Coors Light. Get Mountain Cold Refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Sunday evening, April 10th, currently 8.08 on the East Coast, here to recap the opening weekend and MLB, and also dig in to the Monday games for the MLB season. And joining me are the two youngsters, the two prospects that are turning into superstars, Right before our eyes is my first co-host of the evening, Dylan. Dylan, how you feeling this weekend, man? Hey, I'm feeling good. Uh, right now, I'm 26 and 14, uh, waiting on the Yankees. Hopefully, they make a little comeback this evening. But overall, feeling great and great to be with you tonight. 100%, man. Yeah, I will get into everything that's happened this weekend for the SGPN guys of the MLB Gambling Podcast. But also joining us from the east coast my main man noah who's absolutely crushing it on twitter for us and crushing his picks too but noah how you doing this uh, sunday evening brother how's it going moon i'm doing pretty good i didn't keep a running ta- uh, tally on my uh, picks today just like uh dylan but if you go on to tally site um yep. i'm sixth overall you are first moon off congratulations and also the last time we recorded Nobody said happy birthday, so I wanted to say happy birthday this episode. Uh, so all, our, all of our listeners knew. And Dylan's actually second. So all three of us right there in the top six. Um, Malcolm needs to step it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Malcolm, uh, appreciate the birthday wish, man. Yeah, my birthday was yeah, last no Thursday. It was uh, it was a lot of fun this week. But uh, I, was, I think I was more excited that MLB was actually going to tip off or, or kick off this week. Versus my birthday. So I think that was a, like a consolation prize for me, but yeah. Uh, I mean, guys, we have absolutely crushed it this opening weekend in MLB. Like Noah said over on tally side, we logged all of our picks or at least the bets that we are making. Some guys are picking every single game. Some guys are being selective, but what our best or what we're trying to do best is put out our best winners for you guys. And um, like Noah said, I've, I'm right now. Number one, uh, on Tally's side for MLB this weekend. Uh, shout out to the Hockey Gambling Podcast, Ryan Gilbert. He's number two of the SGPN Network. Dylan, number three. And then we have uh, Colby also of the uh, college experience, both college football and college basketball at 11. Uh, Matthew, I forgot him. He's number seven 
A little further down the list is Malcolm. He needs to step it up a little bit. He, I think he took the day off because he was, uh, he was, I think he had his first he was game. He playing this ball week. himself. Yeah, he had ball this weekend on, on, uh, 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 his season's kicking off over there with his guys, the Newcastle Nighthawks. So, uh, it's going to be a long season, but hey, we, we started off real well. Um, like I mentioned, make sure to head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com every single day, guys. Um, hit that MLB tab. You'll see the MLB picks tab and picks from everybody that is picking games in the MLB, like myself, Dylan, and Noah. We had our first podcast on uh, Wednesday afternoon for the opening day games. Noah, you were touting us a little bit on our uh, on our Slack channel. You want to let the listeners know how we did that first day? The first day that we did our picks on yeah, Wednesday we did our official picks. Day. Yep, yeah, we went six and zero, uh, six total picks, eight and zero total. Um, everybody gave out winners. Everybody participated. It was a very good overall podcast. Sent out that tweet. That tweet actually performed very well. We had a lot of support from our fellow uh, SGP network guys. So we appreciate that. And yeah, we started off the season very well. Yeah. Like uh, Noah said, we six and oh, me and uh, Noah had the same lock. We had the Cardinals team total over four and a half. Uh, Malcolm and uh, Dylan had the pirates and the Cardinals over eight as their locks, I believe. Yeah. And then a huge dog catch for Dylan, man, Dylan, you had the reds plus one eighty, man. How'd you feel about that winner there? Oh, I loved it. I, I actually got it early at plus 190 at Caesars, and I knew it was going to be an emotional night. People, were, they were getting their rings, uh, and I, I think it was perfect time. You got to pick your spots when you're picking dogs, and yeah. I thought it was a great opportunity to cash in on the Reds, and they actually came through for me last night as well. So two out of the three over defending champs, love to see it. Yeah, 100%. And then Malcolm had uh, the Diamondbacks plus 145 as his opening day winner, as his dog. So we're going to try to continue the momentum going into tomorrow, uh, Monday's games. Um, Guys, I kind of want to recap this weekend and kind of what you guys saw. Then I'll start with you, man. Um, Any teams or player performances that you kind of stuck out that you've kind of written down on your notepad that you're either going to want to back or fade kind of going forward until, you know, maybe it normalizes or, or, you know, this team is just going to be really good or they're just going to suck for the year. What have, what have you kind of seen, or at least over the first weekend here in the MLB that you're going to kind of study more into or maybe back or fade? Yeah. So the first team, I was actually really surprised with the Chicago Cubs being able to take two or three from the Brewers. And we all were high on the Brewers coming in, winning the NL central over their win total. And they actually did it with their defense. They actually held the Brewers to zero runs. They beat them nine, nothing. And I think their bats are going to be a little better than what everyone expected. So if Mm -hmm. in the right weather, especially at home, if Hendricks is able to pitch well, I think this Cub team could be pretty sneaky. And then the other team that really surprised me, not really. I just don't understand why the bookmakers continue to be so high on them. The angels, I faded them all week, three and one. So I'm going to be looking to fade them continuously for the next two, three weeks, get more data on them. But I I just don't understand If If they're going to keep giving me the ashes at a discounted rate, I'm going to keep smashing them. Yeah, the Angels, I was surprised by also. I, I kind of made a tweet or right before we got on, and I was kind of looking at how Otani, Trout, and Rendon 
did in the first three games. No, I don't think he was in the lineup today, but those three guys combined in mm-hmm. four games at least uh, against the Astros were six of 39. And, and when those three guys wow. are supposed to be your yeah, stars of the team, um, that's not going to get you very many victories. I mean, the lone victory that they did get, I think most of the bottom of the lineup uh, mm-hmm. did the damage for them in that victory there. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, one thing, I think the one bright spot for them was uh, Noah Syndergaard's first start. Uh, yeah. Yesterday against Justin Verlander, I think that he had a great outing. So I think that's a good bright spot for them. But yeah, I think that's something that we're going to continue tomorrow. That if the Angels are going to continue to be overpriced, especially with Otani and Tri- Trout in the lineup, I think that's what's kind of driving that price up, and at least in the eyes of the public betters. Um, no, I'm going to kick you, man. Uh, I know you're a huge DFS guy. You were talking about DFS in our Slack channel all weekend, but um, what kind of stood out to you to this weekend that you're kind of looking to uh, continue to bet on or fade maybe as we kind of progress through this first full week of the MLB season? So for me, and I feel like I'm speaking for a lot of baseball fans as well, Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of Byron Buxton on the Twins, and the only thing that really plagues him is injuries. If we can get a full season from him, this kid looks poised to compete for an AL MVP. He has three home runs in the last two days. One of them uh, being a third deck bomb. Yeah. Um, and then also another kid to keep your eye on is Stephen Kwan of the guardians. Okay. The, the guardians won by a football score, 17 to three today against the Royals. <laughs> and in three or Kwan had five hits today. And in three games against the Royals, Kwan is seven for nine with three walks and an on-base percentage of eight thirty-three. So it's really good from that kid. I like that. And then the one team that I'd say I'm keeping my eye on is we knew they played good in Coors Field, um, but the Rockies, they took their, they have two of three, or they took two of three against the Dodgers, Yeah, um, put up nine runs today. So that's a sneaky good offense. Um, Connor Joe and CJ Crone have gone deep in the last two days. Those are two guys that I'm eyeing in DFS as well. So, Yeah, man. Uh, I was surprised that the, you know, that Rockies pulled out two out of three from the Dodgers this weekend. So I love the find about the guardians player. That's a really good one. I think that might be a sneaky DFS uh, play kind of going forward, especially if he's going to be underpriced. Um, I think the, the ones that, yeah, you guys already mentioned the ones that already kind of stuck out to me. Um, you know, you talked about the guardians and then um, Dylan talked about the angels uh, being overpriced. I think that's something to definitely keep in mind uh, for sure. The Mets are out to a three, one, uh, start. Uh, they took three out of four from the Nationals. I think the Nationals are just going to be bad all week or all season. One more team or, uh, I wanted to cover or talk about this weekend. I think we're expecting to see a lot of runs, and I think we did, was between the Texas Rangers and yeah. the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Blue Jays, despite winning two out of three uh, from the Rangers this weekend, they scored 20 runs themselves, but also gave up 23 to the Texas Ranger. I think a large part was that uh, today where the Texas Rangers won that game 12 to six, I believe what Toronto got out to a six, something lead in that game guys. Yeah. Where I thought five? it was four, yeah. nothing in the first and then yeah. they jumped out to a six and then the Rangers was, just kept tacking one by one. Yeah. It was a really interesting series in game one, Texas jumped out to a six zero lead and then Toronto came all the way back and then put up like 12. And then like Dylan said today, Toronto was the one with the huge lead, and then Texas came back with like 12 unanswered runs. So. Yeah, I think that when we talked about it when we were doing the division previews, even like the uh, the first day that we uh, did our picks, I think we were talking about watch out for these two teams, especially their offenses, yeah. because you know these guys are going to rake. They have a pretty good lineup, especially the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, and I know uh, I think Noah, you were on the over on the Blue Jays today as well, right? Over five runs. 
Yeah, I took it every day of the series, actually. <laughs> yeah, so uh, definitely something to keep in mind as we kind of progress through the season and throughout the week. We'll try to uh, touch on some teams that are sticking out and players that are sticking out as well to, for you guys to keep an eye on as we get through uh, or we start this MLB season. I'm so excited, man. All right, guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back, and then we're going to dive into the Monday games here in the MLB. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on the WinBets $10 to win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies for you up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with their Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. That's right, Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions apply at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where play through win bet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 it's a hectic time of year between weddings graduation spring sports and more we're we're busier ever than before and sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves so this season Take a second and enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you always feel like you're always on work, friends, family, a million social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7? Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mounts on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beard is cold. That way, you can always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit the reset, you just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the golden as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. So all you gotta do is when you need a moment to chill, take a second for yourself and reach for the beer that's made to chill. That's right, Coors Light. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, coming off of the break, we have day baseball to start off the week. So that'll probably get you guys through the work day if you are working in the office or working from home. This is going to be a lot of fun with day baseball. So, guys, let's just uh, kick it off with the first game on the board. We have the Cleveland Guardians in the fourth game against the uh, Kansas City Royals. The projected pitchers are Aaron Savali uh, for the Cleveland Guardians and Carlos Hernandez. Um, right-handed pitcher for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, I'll kind of quickly go through the uh, pitching stats, and then I'll, I'll, I'll kick over Dylan and Noah to get their uh, picks and, and their handicap on the game as well. So um, for the Guardians, Savali is on the mound. Um, last season, he finished the season, what, 12-5 and five with a 3.84 ERA. Um it was pretty good on the road last season, guys. He was seven and one with a three point zero three ERA. He did face the um, Royals twice. Uh, wasn't very good against them. He pitched eleven innings, had eleven hits against them, uh, seven earned runs he allowed. Uh, the team was batting two sixty eight 
against uh, Aaron Savali. And then he also gave up uh, three home runs. So three of the um, 11 hits by the Royals were no, Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's right. Three of the 11 hits were home runs uh, against Aaron Savali. Going over to Carlos Hernandez, right-handed pitcher um, for the Kansas City Royals. His season last year, he was, I think, a bullpen guy. And I think you guys can uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but his numbers were pretty good last season as well. Uh, a little, his ERA was a little higher on the road, three and two with a four, oh, sorry, at home, three and two, the 4.89 ERA on the road last season. He was three and zero oh with a 2.27 ERA. But against the Cleveland Guardians, he did not face either one of those guys. And quickly, spring training for Aaron Savali, um, he was, uh, in three games, he pitched for the Guardians. Uh, he had 10 innings pitch. He allowed six hits, four earned runs, 13 strikeouts, a whip up under one. And quickly for Carlos Hernandez in the spring training. Rough outing for him, guys. He was 0-2 in three games, seven and a third inning pitch, 15 hits allowed, 12 earned runs in those uh, seven innings with a whip of 2.318. Dylan, let me start with you here, man. What are you thinking for this game? Uh, yeah, I like the Royals in this spot at home. Uh, they took two or three from the Guardians. And besides, like Noah said, they got taxed today, football score. But besides that, I mean, they have been playing good defense. And I don't know if I'm ready to jump on the Guardians just yet. They, you got to be able to pick your spots. I said it earlier on. So teams like that, you just got to p- be wary of when you're going to pick your spots and play them. And this is not one for me. So I'm going to be on the Royals. And I do like Carlos Hernandez. I know he had a rough spring training, but mm-hmm. day back to last year, I think he had a decent second half for the back end of the season. So I think we see a strong outing from him. So I'll take, I'll take a shot with the Royals on a short price at, on the money line. Noah, what do you got for this game, buddy? Yeah, I really like what Dylan said there around uh, Carlos Hernandez. I'm actually playing him in a little bit of a cheap play on DFS tomorrow in the early slate. And also, I kind of lean the Royals here as well. I think this is a nice bounce back spot. You know, in baseball, when you score a lot of runs, it's hard to come back and also win the next game. Um, I'm trying to find other DFS plays that I like, but really there are only two uh, good plays that I think – uh, you could go with, and that's at 2,500 Dozier. He's 375 off Savali, three for eight with two singles and a triple with only one strikeout. And then at 4,800, you can pay up for Whit Merrifield at second base, mm-hmm. batting 333, three for nine with a single, a double, and a home run with zero strikeouts. So he's not going to cost you any points there. Um, I'm not going to force a play in this game, although I, I like the Royals. And I would say if you feel comfortable playing another Royal, go ahead and stack that. But I like another game with a higher over total uh, for offensive scoring for DFS later on in the slate. So, yeah, I'll agree with you guys about the Royals and everything that you guys said about Carlos Hernandez here. I know, yeah, he had a rough spring training, but I think it's going to be very difficult, especially when we're doing the previews that this offense of the guardian was going to struggle. I think they had their one great game today. And I think they'll come crashing down to earth tomorrow uh, against Carlos Hernandez and the rules, especially when you know, come off an embarrassing life like this by 14 runs the team is going to be motivated to get up and kind of avenge that loss from yesterday. So I'll lean with the rules here as well. Um, you guys have anything else for this game before we get to the next one? Um, I would probably lean under too, okay. just because I think all of these games besides the football score went under, or both of the first two games, I should say. 
Yeah, we even had a zero zero going into extra innings on Saturday. Uh, I my total on the number is eight point three, so I agree with Note. I would lean under as well. I think we see a down to earth, low scoring game. All right, I like it, guys. All right, so Roar leaning towards the Royals and also the under in the first game on Monday afternoon. All right, guys. Next game we have the Pittsburgh Pirates staying in St. Louis. Starling uh, probable pitchers for sorry for the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's going to be Zach Thompson. Um, and then for the St. Louis Cardinals, it'll be Dakota Hudson. Quickly for Zach Thompson, last season, he was with the Miami Marlins. Um, he had a 3-7 and seven record, 3.29 ERA on the road last season. 0-4, he was winless with a 3.45 ERA. He did not. I don't believe he faced the Cardinals last year. No, he didn't. Uh, and then Dakota Hudson, uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals, 1-0 last season. I think he had a shortened season last year with a 2.08 ERA. Only appeared in two games for them. Uh, obviously did not face the um, for the Pirates either. He only had one uh, game where he appeared against the Cubs last season. But I think more importantly, looking at their uh, spring training numbers here, Zach Thompson uh, appeared in four games for the Pirates. Pretty good numbers. He was one in one with a 2.77 ERA, 13th inning pitch, 11 hits, four earned runs, 12 strikeouts with a whip of 1.15. And then for Dakota Hudson, he had his spring training, uh, wasn't that great, 0, and 0 for 1, um, 7.20 ERA, five innings pitch. He had four earned runs allowed, two home runs, two walks with a whip of 1.2. Uh, Dylan, let me start with here, man. Uh, Pirates, Cardinals, what are you thinking here? Uh, I'm going, I have no play on the side. I like the total. I'm going to go, I got an eight at DraftKings earlier in the day when the lines open. So I'm going to go over in this spot. The, the total seems kind of low to me, despite, uh, two of their first games going over this season, the Cardinals have shown that they could put some runs together. And now we've seen, uh, the pirates when they wake up, they could produce some runs as well. So you got nice uh, performance by Hayes today. He had a shot. So mm -hmm. I think they're capable of putting some runs together themselves. I think the bats continue again. So let's hope for some runs. I'm going to go over eight for Cardinals Pirates. Yeah, currently over on win bed. We're also seeing a total of eight uh, Cardinals favored by minus 185 with the Pirates as a plus 170 underdog over on win bet. Uh, Noah, what do you got for this game, man? Yeah, for me, I don't know if I have a huge feel for this game. Um, we saw the Pirates just win today. The mm -hmm. over is set at eight, which seems really low um, to me in my head, where I would like immediately jump on an eight after seeing the Cardinals blow up for runs in the first two games. And then uh, the Pirates putting up seven themselves today. But uh, I'm not comfortable with that. It just smells to me. But that's my lean for the game. For DFS-wise, there's only two plays I, I feel like I am comfortable with in this game. At 3,200, Kevin Newman, second base shortstop eligibility, three for 10 with three singles, only one strikeout. And then I'm going to play Nolan Arenado, who's batting 500 on the season so far with 15 total bases and two home runs. The guy's really hot right now coming out of the gates early, trying to make a statement for an NL MVP race as well. So... Uh, Nolan Arenado is my play, and I lean over. Yeah, Nolan Arenado today, even against the um, the Pirates in that first inning, had a two-run home run um, off of their starting pitcher. <clears throat> the offense kind of cooled off after that, and the Pirates 
really got to Steven Matz in that third inning and they kind of just took off from there. The Cardinals did pick up one more, I believe it was in the eighth inning, but after that, um, uh, mm-hmm. the offense kind of, uh, kind of plateaued. So I think a bounce back spot here for sure for the Cardinals. Um, I do agree with you guys about this uh, total here at eight. Uh, the bats for the Cardinals kind of have been hot all weekend long, and I think that should carry into Monday as well. Uh, I've, I've been riding the Cardinals team total over four and a half. I, I you know, bet on it again today. Got off to a fantastic bar, but I get started, but uh, kind of plateaued, like I said, over the course of the uh, game there. So I think a good bounce back spot here for uh, the Cardinals on Monday afternoon against the Pirates. Um, anything else for this game you guys, uh, you guys have? Yeah, I'll tell you said I'll be picking me. the Cardinals to win, but it's a little too juicy for me. Yeah, currently minus 185 over on win bet. All right, let's get over to the next game, guys. Milwaukee Brewers head to Baltimore to take on the Orioles, where I'm currently seeing over on win bet. Uh, the Brewers are favored minus 135, plus 125 on the Baltimore Orioles with a over under set at nine, minus 120 on the over. Starting pitchers for this game are going to be Adrian Hauser for the Milwaukee Brewers, Bruce Zimmerman for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, looking at the splits last season, 10 and 6 for Adrian Hauser, 3.22 ERA, a whip of 128. Last season on the road, he was 7 and 3 with 3.67 ERA. Um, this is a non conference matchup or an interleague matchup, I guess I can say. A non conference is in basketball, interleague game. Here between these two squads um, for the Baltimore Orioles, like I said, Bruce Zimmerman will be on the mound. He was four and five with a 5.04 ERA uh, looking at his splits from last season at home. Pretty respectable. Three and two to 3.89 ERA during the day, though, 6.23. So if you're a guy like me, that likes to look at those day and night splits. Sometimes I think that does make a difference by looking at their spring training numbers. Um, Adrian Hauser had a pretty good spring training guys. He in three games, he pitched 12 innings only allowed nine hits, but only four earned runs, 11 strikeouts to one walk and only gave up one home run, a whip of 0.833 for Bruce Zimmerman. Spring training was a little rough, man. In in three starts, he has a 7.88 ERA, eight innings pitch, eight hits allowed seven earned runs, three home runs, two walks and nine strikeouts, the whip of one. Point two five, uh, Dylan. Let me start with here with you, man. What are you thinking for this game? Yeah, I I had um, I valued the Brewers. I needed a minus one hundred seven to take them on the on the run line, and we're getting a plus fifteen over at Win Bet. So I'm very surprised at that. I'm going to jump all over the Brewers on the run line. I know they dropped two or three, like I mentioned to the Cubs this weekend, but I think we're getting a gift with this value. I mean, the Baltimore Orioles they just got swept by the Rays and. They they have been serious trouble scoring some runs, and I think that's gonna that's gonna be a trend we're gonna see with this club. They're they're gonna be bad for the remaining of the season. It's their opening day, so the the uh, Camden Yards will be packed. But I don't like this spot for them. I think this is a series where the Brewers wake up. So I needed, like I said, I needed a minus one hundred seven to take them on the run line. I'm getting plus money, so I'm gonna jump all over the Brewers run line. All right, Noah, what do you got for this game, buddy? I'm not too confident that the Brewers offense actually does wake up. They're not really projected to be a huge offensive team this year. So I, I do like the under and although I kind of feel like I should entertain a minus one and a half, I'm completely okay with laying the juice minus 135 on win bet with Milwaukee. I'll take that every day of the week against Baltimore. Um, and then one play for DFS that you could play. I'm not going to have them in my lineup. 
He's 5,000 on DraftKings. Hunter Renfro, he's batting 400, two for five with a home run and a single off of Bruce Zimmerman. Yeah. Um, Hunter Renfro there, like you mentioned, uh, being a Red Sox fan last year, he was really good for this team. It's part of that Jackie Bradley Jr. trade last season or uh, the offseason uh, to bring JBJ back to the uh, Red Sox. But that's a big bat that the um, the Brewers did pick up. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with with uh, Noah here. Is that I kind of need to see it from this Baltimore Orioles. Sorry, Baltimore Orioles. Milwaukee Brewers offense first before I kind of get behind them and the pitching is a little concerning for me. I know the Cubs, I think we're kind of undervaluing them right now, but the Orioles, I'm leaning kind of towards the under in this game as well. Like you mentioned, uh, I think Dylan did that. This offense for the Baltimore Orioles is going to struggle all season long. They do have some guys in this lineup with Mullins and and Mountcastle and those guys, but for me, at least for these two teams, it almost seems like it's a wait-and-see approach. I would lean with the Brewers as well here. Maybe their bats do wake up, but for me, I got to see it before I believe it. Um, but, Lee, yeah, lean with the Brewers on the money, not money line on this game. Anything else for this game you guys have? I would lean uh, under as well. My numbers on the total is around 8.6, so I agree with Noah. I would lean under, and we're, we're seeing uh, plus money on win bet at nine at even money, so I would lean under as well. Yeah, and then this weekend against the Cubs, the uh, I think we talked about it earlier, the Brewers only scored nine against that Cubs pitching staff, mm-hmm. and then they also did give up 18. But, um, yeah, like I said, we might be undervaluing the Cubs here. Um, Suzuki for the Cubs is today, got, I think, believe guys' first home run, three-run home run for them. But um, anything else for this game, guys? No. All right, You're let's good. keep it moving. Uh, we have the next game on the board. We have the Colorado Rockies. Headed to Texas to take on the Texas Rangers. The projected starting line, or starting pitchers for this game is going to be Austin Gomber for the Colorado Rockies, Taylor Hearn for the Texas Rangers. Looking at the line for this game currently over on mm-hmm. WinBet, we have a slight home favorite for the Texas Rangers, minus 120. Colorado, Colorado Rockies, plus 110. Over under right now is sitting at 9.5, minus 120 on the over. Um, and then let me get into the splits for these pitchers. Austin Gomber, left-handed pitcher. Last season, this was a guy that I was really targeting at home last year, and he was five and one with a two point zero nine ERA. Um, and but on the road, he was four and eight with a six point two two ERA. Uh, another interleague matchup here. He did actually did face the Texas Rangers last season uh, twice, ten and a thirds innings pitch. He gave up seven hits, four earned runs, two home runs, eight strikeouts, to six walks, and the um, the Rangers were batting 189 against uh, Austin Gomber, but a, a kind of different lineup, obviously, when you have Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon in the top of that lineup. But on the other side for the Texas Rangers starting pitcher projected is Taylor Hearn, left-handed guy. Last season, 6-6 six and six with a four, 4.66 ERA, a whip of 1.32. 2-4 point three two, two with a 5.03 ERA at home last year. This is an interleague game. He did actually face this uh, Colorado Rockies team. It was only two innings where he did give up four hits, two earned runs. He did have four strikeouts in those two innings, did give up one home run, uh, and the Rockies did bat 400 in those two innings against uh, Taylor Hearn. Dylan, let me kick it to you here first, man. What are you liking for this game? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be on the Rangers in this spot. I'm going to take them on the money line. I have the Rangers favored up to a minus 140. So to get minus 120 over at win bet, I'm going to jump all over that. Uh, they're coming back home against 
a Rockies team that surprisingly they, they took two or three from the Dodgers. I think this is the perfect time to fade the Rockies runs. They're not going to be a problem for this year. We mentioned it earlier in the beginning of the pod, but they have been able to put up double digit runs twice against a team in the blue Jays that I think everyone on this pod were very high on. So yeah. if their pitching can just be a little better, I think this Ranger team could be very sneaky this season. So I feel like I'm getting a cheap price at home. So I'll take a shot on the Rangers on the money line. Yeah, I agree. I think when we were, when we were doing the uh, NL West preview, we talked about that. I think this, the Rockies team is going to be the same team as last year. Back them on, uh, back them when they're at home, and then kind of fade them when they're on the road because they were one of the worst teams yeah. on the road last season. Noah, what do you got for this game, buddy? Yeah, I completely agree. That's my handicap there. Um, I'm not going to be taking the Rockies. I'm thinking about maybe Texas, but I don't want to get burned by that pitching staff. So you know what? I love the over. It's nine and a half. It might scare some people away, but bring it on because. Like we said, Texas put up runs against the Blue Jays and the Rockies put up runs against the Dodgers. Not a whole lot of PVB that I found, but I went digging through their stats uh, of the start of the season. Uh, DFS plays that I like. I love the Rangers offense here in this game. Brad Miller is batting 364, 4 for 11 with five RBIs and two home runs to start the season. I'm going to play him. Corey Seager's batting 462, 6 for 13. Five singles and a double. I'm playing him. Um, I'm also going to punt my catcher with Mitch Garver. 2022, he's starting off hot with a home run face and a lefty. So maybe he keeps up that good hitting streak here. Uh, he literally just hit that home run today, I believe, or maybe it was yesterday. But either way, I look to think that he might stay hot. So I'm going to play him at catcher with not much confidence of history batting against uh, Gomber. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe or Nathaniel Lau, no, mm-hmm. low. It's Nathaniel no, Low. Yeah. 455, 5 for 11, 4 RBIs. And then you go to the Rocky side. I'm going to play Connor Joe. He's 3 for 7 with a home run and 2 RBIs. He's playing with his former college teammate, Chris uh, Bryant from UC San Diego. Mm-hmm. Also, Chris uh, CJ Crone might not be a bad play. He just hit a home run today. And Ryan McMahon, 375, 3 for 8 with 5 total bases in his first 3 games as well. Uh, love the over nine and a half here. Yeah, I agree with you about this totally. I think I'm going to lean towards the Texas Rangers team total over here. And, you know, we talked about the splits with Austin Gomber from last season. Absolutely fantastic on uh, at home at Coors Field. But on the road, he had an ERA above six. So I think that's not something that I can get behind. And like we said, the whole handicap here is that we're going to fade the Colorado Rockies on the road this season and then back them on the road at home. So they got a cheap price over on win bet at minus 120 right now for the Texas Rangers and also lean towards a uh, team total for Texas Rangers over. I think it's probably come around maybe four and a half. I won't be surprised if we see a five for the Texas Rangers here tomorrow, hosting the Rockies in their uh, home opener for the season. All right, guys, let's keep it moving along to the next game. We have the Oakland A's headed to Tampa where they are coming off of the sweep against the Orioles here. Three and no so far to start the season. They have, the A's, Paul Blackburn on the mound uh, for the Rays. It'll be Louis Patino looking at the opening lines over on win bet for this game. Um, currently seeing the Oakland A's are a huge underdog at plus 175. The Tampa Bay Rays are minus 190 home favorite um, on the run line. Minus one, minus one and a half plus 110 for the Rays. over under right now is eight and a half with juice on the under at minus 125 here. 
Going through the splits here for Paul Blackburn, he was one in four last season with a 5.87 ERA uh, on the road last season, one and three with an ERA of 8.44, 16 innings pitched, 27 hits allowed, 15 earned runs, uh, seven home runs he gave up. And opposing teams on the road were batting 365 against him. Didn't have any appearances against the Rays. And then going over to the Rays side, like I talked about, Luis Patino is going to get the start here for the Tampa Bay Rays. He was 5-3 and three last season, 4.31 ERA. He got off to a shaky start for the Rays last season, but he kind of came back around uh, at home. He was pretty good at Tropicana Field. 3-2, three and two, 3.14 ERA. Uh, he did... He did face the uh, Oakland A's last season. I think it was only a short outing of two innings, only allowed one run, uh, didn't give up any hits, did have two strikeouts in that span. Um, and then kind of looking at the spring training numbers for both of these guys, uh, Paul Blackburn did not have a great spring training. He had a 9.35 ERA and eight and two-thirds inning pitch, gave up 13 hits, nine earned runs, five walks, five strikeouts, with a whip of 2.077. And for Patino, uh, spring training, um, he had a very short sting. Only had two innings pitch, one hit allowed, and one walk. But, Dylan, let me start with you here, buddy. What do you got for this game between the uh, Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays? No official play for me here, but uh, my numbers are telling me to take the Rays on the run line. I needed a plus 105, and I'm seeing on Wayne Bet it's around a plus 110. Mm-hmm. So come probably – Monday morning, I'll probably find myself on the Rays run line. They're at home, and I, I like the over. My number's at 9.2, so I'm seeing 8.5s out there. I like the over as well. I think the A's, you saw, they they, they snuck out a win today. What was it, 4-1 against the Phillies? So we yeah. they can produce some runs, and we know this, a, this Rays team, they could hit one through nine. Obviously, they took advantage of a bad Orioles team, but I think that continues against another bad team in the A's. So I, I lean over and Rays run, run line. Yeah, the A's, they did score 11 runs this weekend, and four of them came today um, in their victory against the Phillies. And they also did give up 14 as well. Uh, so the pitching staff, probably not there since they have traded away most of their assets, about everybody from last season. But Noah, uh, let me get to you here, man. What do you got for this game, buddy? For me, not a strong feel either way. My lean was actually under eight and a half. I think I'm going to stick with that just because – I'm not confident in Oakland after coming off a win against Philly, making the trip down to Tampa Bay now. Um, And then Tampa Bay, they just had a runs explosion today, I think, uh, if I recall that correctly. So just not strong on the total or side. I would would be picking Tampa Bay on uh, tally site, but I don't think I'm going to lay the 185 juice on that. And just so everybody knows how I do it on tally site – I was brought into the college basketball experience and we just picked every game. So I'm just going to keep that attitude and say like, Hey, if somebody wants to view all of my picks and say, they want to have a pick for this game, they can go look at uh, my tally site and see what I have. Yeah. And my lock is the ones that I'm actually betting. And since I'm bringing up college basketball, I actually like what the Yankees did. Uh, They just showed it on the broadcast. Uh, They brought out the St. Peter's team to throw out the first pitch. So everybody was out there. That was really cool. Um, For me personally, my only play, uh, I'm not actually putting him in my lineup, but I was considering it for a little bit. Wander Franco, he started off 2022 so hot, yeah. batting 545, six for 11, five singles on a double. You can always count on this kid to get a hit in, in a game for you. So if you want to lay that price, go ahead. 
Yeah, I think I do like the Rays here on the run line at plus money. Um, you know, the Oakland A's got their victory here today. I, I just don't think there's much beyond this roster. Yeah, they can put up a few runs here, but this Rays team, again, you know, from one to nine, they have guys that can hit. Their pitching is always there every single year. Um, travel situation for the Oakland A's going from Philly to uh, down to uh, Tampa here. So I, I do like the Rays. Uh, on the run line, minus one and a half. I probably lean with a raised team total here as well. Like we've talked about uh, so far in their three games here, um, they have scored. Let me see if I can pull it up. They've scored 15 runs. They've only allowed four um, so far to the Baltimore Orioles. I know we're talking about the Orioles, but I think that, you know, the A's are slightly better than uh, they are better than the Orioles, but I don't think it's a significant margin. So uh, I do like the raise here, minus one and a half uh, on the run line against the, uh, Oakland A's. Um, anything else you guys forgot for this game? No. no. All right. I forgot one game because I have it as a favorite on this page here, so it kind of goes up. It's the Boston Red Sox who are in action against the Yankees here tonight. They currently are leading 3-1 to one in the top of the fourth uh, against the Yankees, trying to get a victory for so they don't get swept. But the Red Sox are going to be traveling from New York over to Detroit um, maybe a travel situation here, uh, disadvantage for the Red Sox at the Detroit Tigers are going to be at home after their series with the Chicago White Sox. Currently, the opening line for this game I'm currently seeing is the Boston Red Sox is a slight favorite at minus 112 Tigers plus 102 on the money line. Currently seeing a total of nine and a half with the juice minus 115 to the over over on win bet. Projected starting pitching for the Red Sox is going to be Michael Walker and for the Detroit Tigers, right-handed pitcher Matt Manning. Michael Walker comes into this offseason signed by the uh, Red Sox. Last season, he finished up 3-5 and five with a 5.05 ERA. Uh, was atrocious on the road last season, 1-4 and four with a 5.61 ERA. Uh, last season, he did face the Detroit Tigers once. He pitched five innings, three hits. One earned run. The team was batting 167 against Michael Walker. For the Tigers, Matt Manning, uh, last season, 3-3 three and three at home, the 5.18 ERA. He did not face his Boston Red Sox team. And quickly checking these guys' spring training numbers, Michael Walker um, in four games this spring training was 2-0, and oh, but had a 6.60 ERA, a whip of 1.53, 19 hits allowed, 11 earned runs, four home runs. 13 strikeouts of four walks. And then for Matt Manning in spring training, uh, he started in four games, 3.65 ERA, 12 and a third inning pitch, 15 hits, five earned, five earned runs allowed, three home runs and 10 strikeouts. Dylan, I'm going to start with you here, with you here, man. Uh, Red Sox traveling to Detroit after the game, after their game here on Sunday night. Uh, baseball, what are you thinking for this one? Oh, Dylan, you're on mute. Sorry about that. Oh, I boy. am on the I'm on the Red Sox. Surprisingly enough, uh, right now I see on <laughs> win bet they're minus one twelve. Yeah, I got it when it first opened up about a couple hours ago, around minus one hundred five, and it's I don't know. It seems like um, 
money is coming in on the Tigers right now. I know both teams struggled in the first series. I just think the Red Sox are more of a complete team, and they were more competitive, I think, because the Tigers, they were they were getting pretty blown out in these past couple games to the White Sox. So the one thing I do worry is, like how you mentioned how you opened up this game, is they're traveling tonight after playing Sunday night baseball. And last year, that was one of the things that I like. I like to fade teams coming off Sunday night baseball and playing on Monday and they don't have that big of a time to recoup. So they're, they'll probably get in around, I don't know, maybe two or three in the morning and Mm -hmm. then they have a game at five in the afternoon. So that's what the one thing that does worry me. So I think they're more of a complete team. I think they have more pieces, the Red Sox right now. So they're up right now, three, one, but I'm going to take a heavy lean on the Red Sox in the money line. All right. Noah, what do you got for this game? Uh, For me, I think the Tigers are being a little bit underrated right now because, um, you know, they're playing the White Sox in the first series. They're the heavy favorite to win that division Mm -hmm. and um, just didn't really show up uh, today against the White Sox, lost 10 to 1. Uh, I feel like there's a bounce back coming back here. Not confident in it. I don't think I'm going to lay it right now talking on the podcast check check out our picks page on these gambling podcast.com uh, slash mlb picks and you might see me on the uh, locking the tigers tomorrow um I, my lean would be over because i'm not a huge fan of waka and for me watching matt manning come up here as a prospect Last year in the minor leagues, before he was called up, he had an eight-and-a-half ERA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had to bring him up due to injury. And for me, when I watch him, he just has a straight 95-mile-an-hour fastball. And pro hitters can turn that around real quick. Yeah. And if any of the Red Sox, just it, J.D. Martinez would be a good DFS pick for me coming back home to play for Detroit after he played for us a couple of years. Um, he can turn that fastball around, go the other way, right center, uh, right field. He's had a lot of success in Comerica Park. So that's one DFS play I'm eyeing. Um, but yeah, I would lean over nine and a half. Um, it's set pretty high. So I feel like it might shoot up over that with uh, two not very good starting pitching outings. And then for me, uh, there was not a lot of PVB batter history here. Mm. Uh, the only one that I found was Javi Baez, six for 21 off of Waka with three singles and three doubles. But I love this saying from Scott Reichel uh, for Javi Baez. I, I'm new, I'm new accustomed to Baez. I wasn't a huge fan of him out of market, but now as a Tigers fan, I have to watch him. And you live or you die by the bias. So he has nine strikeouts against Waka. So you just got to know that if you're going to play him. But for the 2022 season, Austin Meadows is batting 444, four for nine with three singles and a triple, plus three walks. So his on base percentage is great. Alex Verdugo, as of right now, before Sunday night baseball, he was batting 500, four for eight with a home run. And Xander Bogarts was 375, three for eight as well with three singles. So those would be DFS uh, plays for me. I like it, man. Yeah, the travel part does concern me about the Red Sox here, especially if you're going to get in there at two or three in the morning. It's currently, what, 851 on the East Coast, and they're just in the bottom of the Ford. So this this game might not be over until, I don't know, 11 p.m. No, uh, yeah, around yeah, like 11 30 ish. Yeah, so I think it's going to take you know for them to kind of wrap it up there and 
get through all the media and, you know, shower and all that stuff and get on the plane and fly over to Detroit. It might, yeah, you're right. You're probably going to get in there around two, three, probably four in the morning there. So that is a concerning part for me. Um, but I do agree with Noah. We probably do see some runs being scored in this game, especially with the two pitchers that we just talked about between Michael Walker and um, Matt Manning here. I think there's, this is going to be a prime game for the Red Sox or offense to kind of, uh, get out of their funk here. I know they haven't scored very many runs here against the uh, New York Yankees this weekend, but um, I think this might be a spot where the uh, both of the, I see both teams, you know, we might see the bats uh, come awake tomorrow here in this five o'clock Eastern start time tomorrow between these two squads. All right, let's get over to the next game. Moving off, the, one thing, yeah, sure. off, one thing. I just yeah. want to touch on what Noah said, Javi Baez. So I'm a Met fan and he played with us for the second half of the season. Yes, he strikes out a lot, but when he does make contact, it the ball travels. And yeah. I want to say the last two months, he led. He was like first or second in the league in batting average the last two months of the league. So the way he ended the season was very telling, I thought. And I thought it would be good for the Detroit Tigers coming into a new culture and a new team. I thought, I thought it would be good for the, especially the youngsters. He's a vet in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I do like Javi Bias. He's just a guy where he's a lot of energy and he yeah. brings that energy every day. And I, I think, I know he strikes out a lot, but other than that, if you could get past that, I think he's a really solid player. Yeah, um, I'll add to that. When he when he hits it, it goes. But he's had three warning trap fly balls, and Comerica Park notoriously eats up home runs. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't a huge fan of the signing, knowing that in our park he might not play to uh, his skill set. And uh, also him just being aggressive, that's when Scott said, uh, live and die by the hobby. He, yeah. he uh tried to take home when Miguel Cabrera was up. So I realized that I was bad base running (laughs) just with a, with a veteran like Cabrera going for 3000 and he's an RBI machine. Just let the guy hit with two runners in scoring position, but I'll add on to what Munaf said. Maybe the Red Sox get hot here on Sunday night and they put up six, seven, eight runs and they fly over and they just sleep for the first (laughs) half for my tigers. Right. (laughs) It's a possibility. Yeah, it's, it's a real tough. It's, it's a real tough travel situation here for the Red Sox. I will say that, especially like usually the games would be around what seven o'clock Eastern time, but this one is the early start at uh, five o'clock. So I mean, those couple hours do make a difference. Also, do yeah. you uh, keep an eye on the weather here in this game? I currently seeing. I do see a little rain, a little rain symbol on the on the page that I'm looking at. So uh, we'll dig into that more tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, definitely, we'll probably tweet that out if this game game does get delayed or or if they gets postponed. But um, let's get over to the next game of the night, guys. We have a National League East battle here. Uh, the New York Mets headed to Philadelphia to take on the Phillies, where the projected starting pitchers for this game is going to be Taiwan Walker for the New York Mets, Ranger Suarez for the Philadelphia Phillies. Currently seeing an opening line over on win bet, or currently the line is. Plus 130 for the Mets, minus 140 as a home favorite for the Philadelphia Phillies. The total currently sits at nine with a minus 115 juice to the over. Uh, like I mentioned for the Mets, it will be Walker on the mound last season, 7-11 and 11 with a 4.47 ERA on the road last season. Not pretty. 3-7 and seven with a 5.82 ERA against the Philadelphia Phillies last season. Pretty respectable. He uh, did appear in five games. He was 0-2, though, but with a 3.76 ERA, 26 and a third inning pitched against them, 20 hits allowed, 11 earned runs, 
five home runs. He had a 21 to six strikeout to walk ratio and the Phillies were batting 211 against him. For Ranger Suarez, really solid last year for this Philadelphia Phillies team, eight and five with a 1.36 ERA. Um, at home, he was six and one. Also with three saves, uh, 1.51 ERA against his New York Mets team. He did appear against them in three games, started one game against them, but only had four and two-thirds inning pitched. Three hits, one earned a run, one earned run allowed, seven strikeouts with an ERA of 1.93. Um, I'll start with you here, Dylan, for this game. New York Mets headed into Philly to take on the Phillies, man. What are you thinking? Yeah, so I got it at nine and a half at minus one fifteen. I I still would lean under at nine. I have my line at seven point nine. So getting a nine and a half, I would go under as well. Uh, the the Mets they went to the first two of the three games have gone under the total, and this this is going to be played in the Northeast at night where it's going to be cold. I don't feel like the balls are going to be going as far. So. Northeast games at night, I'm going to be diving under a lot. So I, I take that into consideration when I handicap games. And the Mets just aren't a team who scores a lot of runs. And Phillies, they have a good lineup. And when they mash, they are on. But two of their first three games went under as well. Not a big sample size, but yeah. Taiwan Walker, we forget. He was an all-star last year. He could get He's a ground ball pitcher, and he's a stud. So I'm going to go under nine. I got it at nine and a half, but I still like it at nine. Yeah, I think that's a good point that you brought up, Dylan, there, that maybe if we have, you know, new listeners or new betters to baseball, you talked about the weather there. So once you like give a quick like two, three sentence, like obviously when it's this time on the East Coast, it's colder. So the balls aren't going to be flying as much as they would in the summertime. Right. So when it's a lot hotter and the wind's blowing out, that's really going to help the baseball fly out more. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you kind of like say, OK, cold weather versus hot weather, especially this time of year. Yeah, so around the cold weather, around April, May, it's still cold. And so fly balls, just like what uh, Noah said last game we were breaking down with Javi Baez, there are some balls that you're like, wow, off the, off the sound of the bat, you think that's gone. But the balls just die in the air. So when, it, when it's warmer out, I like to go over. And when it's in the beginning of the season and later when we get into September and October yeah. for playoff baseball, I like to dive under and I put that into my handicap as well. So around the all-star break, July, August, the balls are flying out and we see a lot of overs, but if you banked on unders this opening weekend, I think you cash because I think every game besides one on Saturday went under the total. So look under a lot. And yeah, when it's colder out, I would look under when it's hotter. I would look over. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll add to no, that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, just in a quick rebuttal, there were a lot of over games today, but I do agree with yeah. uh, Dylan that the unders have been hitting so far this year. And for me as a ball player myself um, in Michigan, it's not the greatest weather in the beginning of our seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes in early in the at-bat, it's common. You foul off a pitch. Those sting. Like if you get it yeah. in on the handle or off the end of the bat, uh, especially with a wood bat, that's going to sting the hands. And it's like just mental toughness. Um, and a guy like uh, just uh, Hispanic, uh, not being like stereotypical, but just they don't play in this weather uh, yeah. throughout their careers growing up. So it's mm-hmm. really kind of uh, shell-shocking when they get a stinger on the hands early in the season in the north, especially northeast yeah. where it's pretty cold. 
and colder, denser air, the ball does not travel through uh, efficiently. So, yes. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, no, do you have anything for this game uh, between the Mets and the Phillies? Yeah, so for me personally, I'm going to be on the Phillies team total over five. I see a lot of pitcher versus batter history that I like uh, against Taiwan Walker. Um, the play that I'm going to give out everybody, I don't have the odds right now, but a home run prop that I love is Kyle Schwarber. He's already hit one this season. He's feeling good. He is five for 10 off of Taiwan Walker. And guess how many home runs he's hit? Five. Wow. Mm. <laughs> so five for 10 with five homers. Um, you also get Alec Baum. I don't know if he's going to start, but he's batting 400, four for 10 with a home run, two singles and a double off of Walker. JT Ruimutos, 375, three for eight, two singles, a double and a home run. Nick Castellanos batting 333, two for six, a home run and a single. I will be playing Jean Segura. He's batting 300 a home run and two singles off of Taiwan Walker. And he so far to start 2022, he's batting 364 with two home runs. The kid's red hot. Also, Didi Gregorius entertained this as a shortstop if you can't find somebody. He's batting 215, four for 16 against uh, Walker with three singles and a double. And then on the Mets side, one play that you could entertain would be Brandon Nimmo batting 333, two for six with two singles off of Ranger Suarez. I like it. I like it. A lot of DFS stuff there. So uh, Phillies team total over five there for Noah in this game. And then um, Dylan, you're leaning towards the under nine and a half. If you can still find that number for this game mm-hmm. as well. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so I still like the nine under as well. Okay. There you go. Uh, yeah. As far as me. Um, yeah. I'm going to lean to the Phillies. You actually do like the Phillies in this uh, spot. Uh, I've been a fan of Ranger Suarez going back to last season. I backed him a lot, especially at home. Um, now the Mets, you know, coming in against, you know, the Washington Nationals, they're going to be one of the worst teams of the National League. We know that. We talked about that a lot. Um, I think this is a good spot for the Phillies here. And again, it just makes me feel better with Noah that rattled off all those names that I have success against Walker so far this or throughout their career. So I do like the Phillies here. I'll, I'll also probably lean with that team total over that Noah just mentioned as well. Uh, anything else for this game, guy? before we move on to the next ones? No, I just think the Mets, they might come out pretty mad, little bounce back spot after blowing the lead late in, late today. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's with the Nationals throwing out our, our guys? Can we, can we talk about that real quick? Like, <laughs> the, 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 they need to yeah. hold a little accountability. They, throwing at the polar bear, busted lip, and then throwing at Francisco yeah. Lindor. Mm-hmm. And then expecting the Mets not to retaliate, I just, I'm, I'm glad Buck Show, Buck Showalter came in and he was ready to fight. Oh yeah, he was ready to fight. Yeah, yeah. I'll say this: fights are good for baseball, guys. That was our most popular video that I put out this <laughs> weekend. So that was great to see. Yeah, I agree with Fair. you there, Dylan. I mean, especially the one that to, to Lindor. I mean. Yeah, that could have been a lot worse than what it was, especially when you were aiming around his head. And, and you know, luckily yeah. it wasn't anything too serious for Lindor. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there has to be some type of accountability, especially when you're trying to throw at guys heads. Um, yeah. You know, it can it, the lights can go out real quick for for baseball players. And I think that's not something that you want to mess with. 
Yeah. Um, guys, let's do this. Let's take one quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll get to the final five games here uh, on this MLB Monday night schedule. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day. That special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. That's right, 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's right, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Rosser brought to you by Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. There are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters and often being the largest source of new growth for them. Trade's first match guarantee. Trade is so confident they'll match you right for the first time that if they don't, they'll give they'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag for free. So Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters, small businesses who pay farmers fa- fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just know it when coffee tastes really perfect, Trade's real coffee experts personally taste over 450 different roasts so they know exactly what to recommend for you. But the truth is, what I like and what you like could be completely different. You will like a selection of specific coffees that are different from anyone else's taste. So what do you have to do? Right now, Trade Coffee is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinkcoffee.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started today by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP. That's drinktrade.com SGP and let trade find you a coffee you love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into the 705 Eastern Games. We have the Toronto Blue Jays headed to Yankee Stadium to take on the Yankees where the projected starting pitchers are Alec Manoa for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. For the Yankees, it's going to be Jamison Tyone. Uh, currently seeing a opening line over on WinBet. Uh, pretty even here. I see a minus 103 for the Blue Jays, minus 107 for the Yankees with a total of nine and a half juiced heavily to the under at minus 125. Um Alec Manoa last season came up real well for the Blue Jays. He was 9-2 with a 3.22 ERA, 127 strikeouts, 1.05 whip. Um, He did face the Yankees twice last season. 
Uh, pretty successful. He was 1-0 with a 2.31 ERA, 11 and two-thirds inning pitched. Gave up only seven hits, three earned runs, uh, 11 strikeouts. He did have five walks that span. And for Jamison Tyone, he last season, eight and six with a 4.30 ERA at Yankee Stadium last year, five and two with a 3.26 ERA against the Blue Jays. Uh, not good here. He had three uh, appearances or three starts against them. 0-2 with a 6.23 ERA. He pitched 13 innings, gave up 13 hits, nine earned runs, uh, three of those uh, 13 hits he gave up were home runs, 10 strikeouts to four walks. Blue Jays were batting 255 against Jameson Tyone last season. Uh, checking quickly their spring training numbers, Alec Manoa was absolutely fantastic. Um, he had four starts, uh, 14 innings pitched, nine hits, only allowed one earned run, 12 strikeouts to three walks. For Jameson Tyone in spring training, uh, two appearances, 4.76 ERA, uh, five and two thirds, five hits, three earned runs, one home run allowed, five strikeouts to one walk. Dylan, let me start with you here, man. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays headed to Yankee Stadium to take on the Yankees here. What are you thinking? Uh, this may be a surprise that I'm a Met fan, but I actually am going to take the Yankees on the money line. Uh, okay. No big travel. I know Blue Jays traveling. Uh, they're probably getting there right around now, but uh, I think with how well the bullpen now saying that and the bullpen just blew the lead for the Yankees. But uh, up until this point, I think the Yankees bullpen has been uh, pitching pretty well. Uh, and I just can't trust the bullpen of the Blue Jays right now. I think Tyone, Tyone is the better pitcher in this matchup. And mm-hmm. we've seen, the bats aren't going to be the issue for either team, but it's the bullpen for the Blue Jays. They blew a big lead today against the Rangers. So, I can't trust them right now. So a small lean, but I'm going to be on the Yankees in this one. All right. Noah, what do you got for this game? I love this over nine and a half. Again, another high over that might scare some people away, but both like Dylan was uh, talking about both bullpens are taxed here and the Yankees got into their bullpen here early in the fourth inning against the Red Sox on Sunday night baseball. Um, and then the blue Jays just gave up that huge lead today as well. So for me personally, I love the over here. Um, and then I'm a believer in Jameson Tyone, but I'm going to play because he pitched here at, uh, with Pittsburgh for a little bit. And we saw him come up mm-hmm. um, and then had the whole um, cancer thing, I believe. Yeah. And that was a big story to see him come back and pitch well for us. And then he went to the Yankees as a free agent um, with DFS though. I'm going to play, this blue Jays lineup. I feel like you can't go wrong with anybody. I feel like all of them are going to rake and pick up some RBIs out of uh, in the middle of these games, but give me Vladdy jr. Um, he's batting 427 off of Tyone three for seven with a home run uh, double and the single. And I've played him in every day, but opening their first game and he's mm-hmm. treated me very well in DFS yeah. and also give me Bo Bichette 427, three for seven, two singles and a double off of Tyone. I like it, man. I'm actually leaning with the Blue Jays here. I, I, I'm really high on Alec Manoa this season. Uh, I did pick him as um, a Cy Young Award winner this year after Lance Lynn did get injured for the White Sox. Uh, I, you know, I watched him a lot last season. Malcolm and I really talked about him a lot last year um, when we were talking about Blue Jays games and, and backing him in. He was pretty good to us. So I'm going to stay with Alec Manoa in this game. Um, no, not much of a travel situation like you mentioned, Dylan, from Toronto to New York. Um, the, yeah, like you said, they should probably getting, they should probably be there by now in New York. So with the Yankees still playing, yeah, they still get to stay at home, go to go home and go sleep in their beds. But 
I, I think this is a good spot with Alec Manoa on the mound here. Um, there's no way. Would you like I, the? Yeah, go ahead. Would you like the first five? I, that's what that's the way I was thinking, especially with the bullpen that we talked about and how they bad this Blue Jays bullpen was all weekend long against the Ranger. Uh, so yeah, against the Texas Rangers. So I think that's a that's a better call there. Thanks for pointing that out, Dylan. At first five Blue Jays um, with Alan Noah. Noah on the mound. Or sorry, Noah. Um, As of right now, it's minus one ten. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, oh, you're seeing first five uh, lines already? No, not yet. Yeah. I'm are you are? Oh, yeah. Okay. I have it on one bet right here. Okay. Oh, okay. Minus one ten. Yeah, there we go. So Blue Jays minus one ten on the first five for me. There's no way I can take an under <laughs> for all the reasons that Noah just <laughs> mentioned, especially in this like ballpark, right? Like we talk about Yankee Stadium. I know the the weather there. We talked about the Northeast, um, but again, with the short porch right in right field there, I, you know, guys like Vladdy and Bo Bichette and George Springer and Teoscar Hernandez. I mean, you go up and down this lineup, all these guys can take it out there to that short porch and right field. And we know about the Yankees lineup as well. Um, And tonight, Sunday night baseball, they have six runs in the first four and a half innings. Yeah. So I think the offense kind of continues here um, for both teams. I think, I think the, I think Al Manoa can do his best. I think he will trying to limit this Yankees offense probably holds them to maybe two runs in that first five innings is what I'm kind of projecting here. So I'll take the blue Jays first five uh, money line with Alec Manoa uh, and leaning towards over as well in this game. Anything else uh, for this game you guys have? No, nope, that's all. All right, let's keep it moving here. We have the next game on the board, the Seattle Mariners headed into what do I have? Here? You're skipping another oh, game. I missed uh, game. Okay. Let me go back. Yeah. I have the Washington Nationals. Nash- yeah. Yep. Headed to Atlanta to take on the Braves. Currently, we do not have a projected starting pitcher for the Nationals. Do you guys see anything different? Uh, I'm seeing Dylan Bundy against Husker, you know. Okay, yeah. I'm seeing mm-hmm. Noah for the Braves. Um, I, I have Noah for the Braves, but I don't ha- – it's TBD for me. Yeah, TBD for me as well. Um, let me get to in Noah's numbers here. Last season – or let me start with the opening line here. I'm sorry. Over on win bet. I don't think we see a number or we don't see a line yet because there's no, I'll look for Dylan Bundy if he's possible. Okay. Um, but I don't see an opening line here yet, possibly because of the undecided pitcher for the nationals. We'll dig into Noah a little bit here. Last season, four and six for the Atlanta Braves, a 4.05 ERA with a whip of 1.11. He was the one last year that punched the phone. In the dugout, wasn't he? In his hand? <laughs> yeah, yes. that was him. <laughs> yeah, I remember me and Malcolm talking about that last season. But he was pretty good at home last season, guys. Three and three with a two point eight eight ERA, fifty innings pitch, only allowed a sixteen earned runs in that span. Teams were batting only one eighty two against him. Um, he did face the Nationals last season in three games. Really good numbers here: seventeen innings pitch, nine hits allowed, only two earned runs. 16 strikeouts to five walks, and the Nationals were batting 158 against him. Um, let me see if he had any starts here in spring training and see what kind of uh, direction he's trending in here. Um, he did have two appearances, two starts, or sorry, two games, one start. He was one and one with a 2.35 ERA, seven and two thirds inning pitch, eight, eight hits, five runs around, two were earned runs. Three strikeouts, no walks with a whip of 1.043. Maybe not too much. Noah, did you find anything else on, or Dylan, did you find about maybe Dylan Bundy starting? 
on MLB's probable pitchers website, I the Nationals do not have any probable pitchers, but okay. I do I do use this one site for my DFS stats, and it says that Bundy is probable. So okay. I'm gonna go with that. I like the site. Um, Bundy last year went two two and nine with a six ERA. You look in the spring training though, try to put that year behind him. He has three uh, appearances, nine innings pitched. He's only given up three earned runs, all of them solo home runs, and he has 10 strikeouts in those nine innings. So looking to put the uh, 21 season behind him. Okay. Uh, Dylan, do you have anything for this game? Uh, No, I I haven't even been able to see lines. I can tell you what my numbers are. So right now my total is set at 9.6, so nine and a half. Lower, I'd be looking towards the uh, under. Anything over, I'd be looking to the over. Uh, and Braves, I got I, my, I took them as a minus 94, 194 favorite. So take them on the run line. I, I would need a minus 113. Um, maybe first five Braves I would look towards because you see during the Nationals, I've watched during the series with the Mets, they are kind of a scrappy team late. They like to punch in a few runs late. So mm-hmm. maybe look towards Braves first five. And if you're able to get a nine and a half, I would lean under there, but it's your call. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, you know, without the starting pitchers in this, in this game, I mean, I don't really have much. Uh, Noah, you have anything for this game, maybe as far as DFS or any leans to the game? Um, my lean for this game would be the Braves just coming off a loss against the Reds okay. and the Nationals traveling down from uh, their series against the Mets, a very high emotional series. Um, and then the Braves, like I said, coming off a loss, I like um, a bounce back spot here. And for the Nationals, because I was able to look at uh, pit, uh, pitcher versus hitter stats with Yanoa. Uh, Josh Bell is batting 400, two for five with a single and double, but mm-hmm. I will be playing Juan Soto okay. who is batting 400, two for five, two singles, and also two walks off of, you know, so I like having a superstar in the lineup and I'll take a chance on Soto. All right. I like it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Moon off. I, I think the, during the rotation, I think it might be Anibal Sanchez going for the nationals, okay. but don't, oh. don't hold me to that. I think so. Yeah, I think this might be one of those games, guys, and, and to our listeners, probably just check the you know the stats for the starting pitcher, whoever it is going to be announced for the Nationals tomorrow. But uh, as far as picks for our game, again, like I said, make sure to head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, you could either just do slash MLB picks or just hit that MLB tab and you'll see MLB picks. Um, yeah, we'll for sure. I, I actually wrote down the wrong pitcher for this game. That was my fault. Um, it is so when you, when you said Bundy, Bundy, I was looking Bundy's at the Bundy's wrong the Minnesota yeah. starter for the next game. <laughs> yeah. No worries. No you, worries. I thought uh, I was on the wrong game when you said Dylan Bundy. I was no. like, wait, he plays for them now? No, that's my fault. I wrote <laughs> down the wrong pitcher and then read off the stats on the wrong game. That's awesome. Yeah, no worries, no worries. So make sure to, again, just check the starter for the Nationals here tomorrow um, in this game. So let's just get over to the next game, guys. We have the Seattle Mariners headed over to Minnesota to take all his twins where the projected probable pitchers are going to be Chris Flexen for the Seattle Mariners and that Dylan Bundy for the Minnesota Twins. Um, currently seeing the opening lines over on WinBet for this game. Uh, minus 123 favorites for the Minnesota Twins. Mariners plus 113, total of a nine with the juice to the over at minus 125. Um, for the Mariners, like I talked about, Chris Flexen is going to get the start here on the road last season, seven and one with a 4.06 ERA. 
Um, splits looking at his history against the Minnesota Twins. He did pitch against them twice last season in 13 innings. He allowed 12 hits, gave up five earned runs, 13 strikeouts to only two walks. Uh, and the Minnesota Twins were batting 250 against Chris Flex in the last season. Um, like Noah mentioned, Dylan Bundy on the mound for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, pretty atrocious last season, two and nine with a 6.06. ERA, uh, he was five, or who was he with last season? I know, did he bounce around? Uh, let me see. Uh, I think it was. I think Angels? it was the Orioles. The oh, Angels yeah. last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just yeah. looking at. I think it was Angels. Yeah. Um. So with the Angels last season on the road, um, I guess we can just look at the road stats and one in five, uh, with a five point four four ERA. He did not face this. He actually, did he did face the Seattle Mariners last season in two games. Um, short sample of six and thirds inning, six, eight hits, three earned runs, seven strikeouts, one walk, but the Mariners were batting 320 against him. Looking at the spring training numbers, uh, Chris Flexen was, um, uh, he did not have a great spring training. 16 innings pitch, he gave up 20 hits, 13 earned runs. Seven of those 20 hits were home runs, 13 strikeouts, two walks, a whip of 1.375 for Dylan Bundy um, in the in-spring training. Uh, pretty respectable. Three games he started, 3.00 ERA, nine innings pitch, five hits, three earned runs, three home runs also allowed of the five hits. So um, looks like these pitchers have been giving up the, uh, the, long, uh, the long bomb to their respective opponents. He did have 10 strikeouts, a so one walk. Guys, let's start with the side here. Dylan, I'll start with you here, man. Um, Mariners visiting the Minnesota Twins as a minus one twenty three favorite. All the Twins here. What are you thinking? Uh, for this side, um, I have the Twins at a minus one eighteen favorite. So uh, the value's kind of gone for me. I I might see myself if money keeps coming in and I get more of a plus value on the Mariners. I might see myself on the Mariners, but I have a play on the total. I my total on the game is eight point eight, so I like the under. I'm getting plus one hundred five over at Win Bet. I love that. I you still see some nines out there if you shop around, but uh, yeah. Besides today, these two teams they've been struggling to score some runs, and Mariners trotting out my boy Flexin. I. He, he made me so much money last year, so I'm a little biased towards him. But he's a great ground ball pitcher who, in my opinion, is very undervalued. So I think we see another low-scoring game. So I'm going to dive under nine. All right. Uh, Noah, what do you got for this game? Yeah, I, I like Flexen as well as a great sinker slider uh, guy. Like Dylan said, creates a lot of ground balls. I love this DFS play in Luis Arias. He's batting 600, mm-hmm. three for five against Flexen with three singles. Um, if the kid just stays through the ball, I think he gets a couple of uh, ground balls through the infield here for uh, a couple of easy DFS points. Um, like Dylan said, the first two games of this series did go under, so I'm leaning under nine as well. Uh, other DFS plays that you could entertain would be Carlos Correa, four for nine, four forty-four with four singles off of Flexen, and he j- did just hit a third deck bomb in today's game. Mm-hmm. And also the Mariners shortstop JP Crawford, six for sixteen, batting four hundred with four singles and two doubles. And then the catcher I'm going to entertain in a little bit of a punt is Gary Sanchez. Hit a home run today, and maybe he just streaks it together. Maybe he gets a uh, bullpen uh, guy and gets an extra base hit or something. So that that would be my catcher play for this late slate. 
Like it, man. Yeah, I don't have much for this game. I would probably lean with the Twins here. Um, the Chris Flexen, that that was the spring training numbers too, kind of scare me here. But um, you know, this Mariners offense, or you know, their pitching so far has given up 14 runs. I know 10 of those came today, but uh, they were only able to score 10 runs uh, in the three games against the Minnesota Twins, who I thought their pitching was going to be bad this season. So um, you know, I. I, I <sighs> Yeah, I don't have much of a feel. I'll probably lean with the under with you guys as well, especially being in Minnesota. Do um, you guys have anything else for this game? No, I'm just laughing no. at what Dylan tweeted out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get over to the next game of the night. Two games left on the board here, guys. We have the Miami Marlins headed to the West Coast to take on the Los Angeles Angels. Currently seeing a projected starter of Hernandez for the Miami Marlins. Uh, it'll be Lorenzen for the Los Angeles Angels. Currently over on win bet, the opening line here is minus 130 favorites for the Los Angeles Angels. Over under set at minus, sorry, nine and a half with the over minus 115. Um, take a look at the numbers for these guys. Uh, Hernandez last season with the uh, Marlins, he had a record of one, one and three with a 4.18 ERA. Uh, On the road last season, 0-1, 4.07 ERA, 24 innings pitched, allowed 26 hits in that span. Another interleague game here, so he hasn't faced the Angels in his career. Uh, Michael Lorenzen for the Angels starting tomorrow. He was with the Reds last year. Um, I think he was really really, uh, their bullpen guy. He did have four saves for them last season, but his ERA, 5.59. on the road last season, 9.69 ERA uh, just wasn't pretty for him. He was respectable in uh, Cincinnati with a 2.25 ERA. He only, he did have four saves. Like I mentioned another interleague game here. So no history for either one of these guys. Um, Dylan, let me start with you for this game. Marlins visiting the angels. Is this angels team overpriced again? Uh. I have a mat. I favored the Angels at a minus one forty eight. So I think you're actually getting a discounted price on the Angels. I would lean the Angels if I'm going to play this side, but I like the total better. I set my line at an eight point six, so nine and a half at what minus one oh five. I'm seeing right now. Mm-hmm. I love that. Both teams they haven't been really able to score many runs. Angels scored one. One, two, and then they scored six on Saturday. But Marlins they scored two, two, and six. So. Like you mentioned in the beginning of the show, Munaf, uh, the, the top the top three guys for the Angels, if they can't put together some runs or a little momentum going forward, I think the Angels could be in real trouble again. So I'm going to dive under. I think we see another low-scoring game. So under nine and a half will be the play for me. All right. Noah, what do you got for this game? Yeah, I do like the under. But um, for me, I think – I'm going to play the angels here. That would be my lean. My one bet that I would consider in this game. Um, This is an offense that I can believe in. Whereas the Brewers historically has not been a very dynamic offense. This angels team does have Shohei. It has trout. It has Rendon. They're just not hitting right now. They're starting off the season cold and they were playing the Astros who threw three great arms against them. Now you get the Marlins four and five pitcher coming in here. So I do like the value on the angels in this game. Uh, I'm not going to take any of the bats because they do have to just do it for me to be uh, confident in them in a one game slate yeah. uh, DFS wise, but Anthony Rendon, great history against Eliezer and Hernandez batting 600 with six for 10 
three singles, a double, and two home runs. So, I mean, yes, he hasn't been very good to start the season, but if you can trust Rendon, play him, I would say. Also, Kurt Suzuki's a nice punt catcher. 286, yeah. two for seven with a home run against Hernandez. Duffy started the season off pretty well in the first game. He's batting two for 286, two for seven with two singles against Hernandez as well. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like there's a little bit of an attitude thing going on with Jazz Chisholm here. They sat him in the second game against the Giants, and then yeah. he took it to Twitter mm-hmm. and was pretty upset about the decision today. He comes out good offensive game, diving catch at second base. I feel like he has a great uh, – a great mentality uh, entering this game too. So if you like him at second base or shortstop eligibility, take him. So, yeah, I like that. I, I agree with the under here in this game as well. Um, I, I love the point that you did make that the Astros threw out three pretty good arms against this Angels lineup this uh, this weekend to open up the season for them. Um, so I, I think that maybe the offense opens up here a little bit. That six for thirty nine just has to improve for this Angels team, they're going to win games, right? I mean, when you have those three caliber bats at the top of your lineup, um, you know, they should be crushing the ball. So I think that maybe the offense opens up a little bit here for the, um, uh, sorry, for the LA Angels. As far as the first game here, I will lean towards the under as well. Um, I'll just say, again, like this is a team where I do need to see it before I can uh, believe it. Um, So I'll lean with the under. Not much for the side for me. I think you guys – are correct that there is some value here at minus 130 for the um for the angels here uh i would lean that way as well but not much else for this game for me you guys have anything else for this game before we get to the last uh, game of the night yeah i'll add this um for shoot what were you talking yeah, I, I'm forgetting. I got distracted because of the Bobby Dahlback home run, and they also showed pitch com, which I wanted to talk about at the beginning of the episode. I think it's really cool um, that it's speeding up the game, and there, there's been a couple of technical difficulties with it. I saw it a lot with the White Sox against the Tigers. Mm-hmm. I feel like if a pitcher steps off because of a pitch com uh, like technical difficulty, you should have to throw down signs from the catcher. You shouldn't be able to step off and be able to fix that mic and take time a minute or two to get a new one, bring it out because it happened against the Tigers. And and just like in football, the home crowd matters. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if if they're making a lot of noise in a clutch situation, like they were, um, and then you'd step off and try to fix that calm, maybe you weren't able to hear it clearly. That's, that's baseball. That, that should uh, not be able to happen. I don't think because it happened multiple times throughout the series. Um, but yeah, as I was rambling on there, I could not remember what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> All right, let's get over to the last game of the night. We have the San Diego Padres headed to San Francisco to take on the Giants where I'm seeing probable pitchers of Nick Martinez for the Padres and Alex Wood for the San Francisco Giants. Currently seeing a line over on win bed of Minus 138 favorites for the San Francisco Giants, plus 128 for the Padres, a total of eight and a half, a little juice to the under at minus 115. Uh, Nick Martinez, it seems like this is his first uh, appearance in the big league since 2017. Um, If I'm not mistaken, uh, that's what I'm currently seeing. Uh, So I'll get to his bullpen or his, uh, sorry, his uh, spring training numbers here. He did start in three games for the uh, San, uh, San Diego Padres. Um, 12 innings pitch, eight hits allowed, four earned runs, 14 strikeouts to three walks in those 12 innings, a whip below one of 0.917. Um, for Alex Wood, uh, again, 
Last season, he was 10 and four with a 3.83 ERA for the Giants at home last season, seven and two with a 3.58 ERA against the Padres. Shockingly, he didn't have any um, appearances or any stats against the Padres last season. I'll look at his spring training numbers here uh, in four starts uh, in spring training. 1-0, 4.73 ERA. He pitched 11 and thirds, did give up 16 hits, nine or not say nine runs given up. Seven of them were earned runs, 12 strikeouts to two walks, uh, a whip of 1.35 for Alex Wood. Um, Dylan, I'll start with you for this game, man. Padres versus Giants. What do you like here? Uh, yeah, so my line on the Giants is I needed a minus 146. We're getting minus 130, minus 135. Shop around. I like the uh, Giants. I think we're getting a discounted price on the better team. I know the Padres, they took three or four from the D-backs. But the Giants, they were able to take two or three from the Marlins. I think the Giants, they're going to have the pitching advantage against Wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Wood, excuse me. He's great at home, like you mentioned. And Nick Martinez, he struggled on the road. So was it? it was two for six that I saw. So the Padres, I think their struggle continues. And we just got word that Bl- Blake Snell, one of their starters, he's going on the I.O. with a groin injury. So yeah. keep, that, keep that in mind when you're handicapping and trying to bet on the Padres. But... I, I like this Giants team. I think they're a better team. And I think we're going to discount rate. So I'm going to take, I'm going to be all over the Giants on the money line. All right. No, what do you got for this game? Yeah. So as I was tweeting about uh, the Bobby Dalback home run, and I forgot to say what I was going to say last game. Um, my only thing is we always talk about regression to the mean progression to the mean with those top three hitters in the angels lineup should come. Uh, that was what I was going to say. And then um, in this Padres Giants game, not too confident on either side. I think the Padres do have this uh, whole attitude coming into this game. I like the emotion that they showed today against the Diamondbacks. Um, They might have gotten the Slam Diego Mata back. They hit a uh, grand slam today. Oh, wow. They might have earned that. So (laughs) over eight and a half, I like it in this game. And I'm going to try to get away with a little bit of a punt in a pitcher, Nick Martinez. Martinez, I don't like his road stats, but this Giants team doesn't really scare me offensively right now uh, from that three-game series against the Marlins. So I think I might be able to get away with four or five innings from Martinez and be okay. And then I'm going to play in the outfield, Will Myers, batting 294, five for seven with five singles off of uh, Alex Wood here. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, I'm leaning with the Giants here as well. This is one of the games that I did circle. I do like the Giants in this spot. Um, Alex Wood, like I mentioned, you know, and um, mentioned the home stats from last last season with the Giants. He was really good. Uh, I think that, again, have the advantage here. Nick Martinez, if I'm not mistaken, looks like it's his first appearance as a starter since 2017 um i'll also dig into that a little more but um yeah giants at home padres again they're off to a shaky start i know they got two out of three against the diamondbacks but the diamondbacks you know were projected around some 60 some odd wins this year so not much to take away from there but i think that again giants at home they were a cash cow last season i'm gonna continue to back them against the padres here to finish off the nightcap here as a minus 138 favorite over on win bet against the Padres. Um, you guys have anything else for this game before we get into our picks? No, I'm good on the game. All right, let's take one last break here, guys. We'll come back and then we'll wrap up the show with our lock and dog for this Monday schedule in the Major League Baseball. So we'll be right back. 
There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select. To build your best strategy, the app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are here, and if you haven't used PropSwap, then you are missing out. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets wherever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling all season long. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales, and red hot tickets for sale. Extra bonus cash for a a royalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, uh, let's get into our lock and dog for the Monday schedule here. Dylan, I'll start with you, man. Uh, what's your lock and dog for this Monday schedule? All right. Uh, for my lock, I do like – I'm going to go to a total, and I'm going to go under 9.5 with the Mets and Phillies game. I just think it's going to be a cold night in Philly. Mets, they don't usually score a lot. We mentioned in the Northeast where the where the colder it is, the, we usually tend to see lower scoring games. So I like the under 9.5 for the Mets-Phillies as my lock. And as my dog, I'm looking on win bet right now, and – if I if I had to take a like a dog, it does I seem guess, like a chalky slate. Yeah, I guess the Blue Jays at minus one hundred three. If that if you consider that a dog, so I, I guess I would go Blue Jays just because their bats can break out at any moment. And the the Yankees, like I said, I do like to fade teams playing on Sunday night. So I'll, I'll take a swing on the Blue Jays for my dog of the day. All right, so for Dylan. Lock, Mets, Phillies under nine and a half. And for his dog, the Blue Jays are underdogs in the game at minus 103. So definitely shop around. Uh, You probably could get that at a plus price uh, as they go into Yankee Stadium to open up the series um, uh, on this Monday schedule. Uh, Noah, what do you got for your picks, man? Lock and dog, what are you liking? So it does seem like a chalky slate to me. Um, I I feel like I have a few locks that I like. Um, Milwaukee minus 135, considering that. Phillies minus 137, considering that. I'm not afraid to lay the juice on those two. This uh, MLB season is a marathon, not a sprint. Make your money throughout the 162 games, not just in one. Um, But the lock, 
I'm going to take is the over nine and a half in the Rockies Rangers game. Just think there's a lot of hot bats going up in this matchup. And then my dog, I'll go with the Padres plus 125. I think they, I like the way that they're going right now. And I feel like Slam Diego could be a thing here. So just the mentality, the uh, energy that's going through this clubhouse, make a quick trip up to San Francisco, get a win in the first game of the series against Alex Wood, who they've faced quite a bit uh, when he was on the Dodgers. I like, I like that play. All right. So for Noah, that's going to be the over uh, nine and a half. You said is a number uh, Noah in the Rangers. Yeah, Rockies nine game. and a half in Rangers. Yeah. Rockies. Over nine and a half Rangers in the Rockies game in Texas tomorrow. And then his dog is going to be the Padres plus one twenty-five against the giants as the last game of the night. Um, for me, let's see. I'm going to go. Hmm, let me go. I'm going to go with the brewers. I like the brewers at minus minus one thirty-five against the Baltimore Orioles. I think they definitely have the pitching advantage here with Adrian Hauser on the mound and going up against Bruce Zimmerman. Um, so I'll take the brewers minus minus one thirty-five as my lock, maybe the bats wake up here a little bit uh, against the Orioles in Camden yards um, for my dog. Yeah. You guys are right. It's pretty chalky. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll, I'll, mm, okay. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go with the Rays minus one and a half at plus one ten odds. Um, it is at a plus price. So I guess I'll give that out as a dog. Uh, again, this Rays team, we saw it this weekend. They're, their batting lineup has been really good. Um, I think the Oakland A's coming in, we talked about it in the previews that they're pretty much a fire sale. Uh, I think this is a, they're in a travel situation going down to Tampa to take on the Rays, where the Rays are going to stay at home. Um, so I think the travel advantage is there for them for sure. So I'm going to take the Rays on the run line at plus 110 odds as my dog um, for the night. So there's our picks for the Monday schedule, lock and dog. Again, like I said, make sure to check the – our picks over on Tally site that are embedded on our website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, just hit that MLB tab and you'll see MLB picks or just put in sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MLB picks. If you haven't already, make sure to follow our Twitter account at MLB SGPN. Uh, Noah's absolutely crushing the content over there for us. Um, we were growing by the day. And Noah's done a fantastic job of uh, getting that account going for us. So make sure to give us a follow there on our official MLB Gambling Podcast uh, Twitter account there. Dylan, you have anything else before we get out of here, man? Also, let the people know where they can follow you on uh, Twitter. Yeah, so uh, a lot of games we just gave out. If you guys didn't hear it all, uh, I give out my plays every day on my Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at rock with two Ks 24, or you could just go to the MLB Sports Gambling Podcast uh, Network on Twitter. Noah is doing a fantastic job. I think we gained like over 100 followers in the first weekend of opening week. So yeah. great job over there with that, Noah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of games. Uh, good luck, boys. And can't wait to jump on the pod with you guys next. Yes, sir. Noah, to wrap it up, man, let the people know where they can find you. And any, any final thoughts for this Monday schedule? Um, final thoughts. Entertain Schwarber's home run odds. Uh, five or ten, five home runs. But you can follow my personal account and all my Tiger homerisms at 77, the word 70, the number 7, NB. And then you can follow all of our picks at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MLB hyphen picks. So that's where you're going to find all of our selections. 
There we go. Like the guys mentioned, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Make sure to get over to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com website. A lot of great stuff happening outside of MLB. Uh, NBA playoffs are ramping up uh, this next weekend, so make sure to follow us there. Uh, a lot of great content coming for the NBA Gambling Podcast as well as all the other podcasts that are happening. Hockey, uh, golf is coming off the Masters. Uh, USFL is kicking up, I believe, next weekend as well. Uh, college football, college basketball, college baseball, those guys at the college experience are 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 cranking it out every single day for the content. So a lot of stuff going on. If you haven't already, make sure to download the app, the SGPN app. Just go to your Google Play Store or the App Store. Uh, you'll see the black and red logo that says SGP. And so make sure to download that. And again, make sure to follow our Twitter account as well. Uh, Noah's doing a great job with our Twitter account there. So it's a lot of fun to follow. With that being said, we will be back on uh, either tomorrow or Tuesday morning to break down the Tuesday games. And we'll recap everything that we saw on Monday as well as recap our picks. Till then, good luck with your bets on Monday. Let's break these books off and let it ride.